My friends, do you remember uh, this classic movie? Bueller. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll remember that. Uh, What, 1986? Ferris Bueller's Day Off tells the story of a high school slacker who skips school with two friends for a day in Chicago. Now, he wrote, John Hughes wrote that screenplay in less than a week, and it went on to be a huge success. I think it was like $5 million to make, and it took in something like $70 million in the box office. In 2014, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress, being deemed culturally, historically, and uh, aesthetically significant. So why am I talking about it today? Well, because there seems to be no new or unique ideas anymore. It's been announced that a Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff is in the works. And that has me asking you this afternoon if there was a movie that you would love to see a sequel made to that already hasn't been made. What would it be and why? You know, is it Forrest Gump? Is it the Titanic? (laughs) Is it um, Avatar? You know, what is that movie that you would like to see a sequel to? Let me know. 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. Let's get into it with film critic and founder of the Three Angry Nerds podcast, Kurt Schmeagle. Hey, Kurt, welcome back to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, nice to have you back. All right. So do we really need a spinoff from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I mean, not necessarily, but I think uh, the talent behind this new project is uh, at least a little promising. It's the same team that revived uh, the Cobra Kai series, the um, the spinoff of the um, Karate Kid series. So, yeah, those guys are working on this, and they did a pretty good job with that. So I think it's in pretty good hands. Have you been watching that Cobra Kai series? Yes. In fact, I've actually seen the new season that's just out. Oh, been keeping pretty promising. So yeah, if uh, it's anything like that, I think it's in decent hands. Although I still have an air of skepticism about it. So I think it's interesting though when they're talking about this new Ferris Bueller movie. Though it has nothing to do with Ferris Bueller actually, or those those main characters. Looking at um, the the adventure of the valets who took the Ferrari on the joy ride. And I think that that would be kind of interesting. I'm I'm wondering what that would look like. How about you? Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for them to maybe bring in some moments and characters from that film in a tangential sense. You know, just when I heard that, I guess in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, you get out of the scene where they're driving by and there's uh, Ferris and, uh, you know, the rest of the gang there or, you know, some of the other characters that pop up in the the, uh, previous movie. So, you know, I think there's ways that they could do this where, you know, it doesn't totally negate the first film, but you could have it referenced that, that first film in some ways. We're seeing a lot of the, um, you know, uh, you know spin offs. You, you take a look, you know, we, we've been talking about Cobra Kai, and those are the producers who are talking about doing this spin off with the Ferris Bueller uh, movie, um, and Cobra Kai kind of following in the footsteps of, you know, uh, Karate Kid. Um, how much of it is nostalgia? How much of it, well, first off, I'm curious, how much of it is that we just can't come up with original ideas anymore? Number two, mm-hmm. that people, especially over the past number of years, I think have really tapped into nostalgia and looking back on things that make them feel good. And people who are making films and making shows have realized that as a way to make money. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's we live in the era now of SEO and streaming and Googling, where nowadays, you know, if somebody 
Google's Ferris Bueller, they're now going to find the spinoff movie or series or whatever it ends up being. So in a way, it's it's just part of the culture we live in nowadays where, you know, before you could have done something like this and it probably would have fallen by the wayside or maybe would have been lost the time a little bit. But nowadays, you know, with the way of the <laughs> Internet, it's so easy to start making those connections between things. It's easier for people to find those now, whereas before, I think before the age of the Internet and social media, you could have done something like this, and it probably wouldn't have gotten the same traction as it did before. Well, my gosh, Kurt, I mean, look at what happened last week when Zellers announced that it was going to do a reboot of some of their stores, and people are losing their minds, and all they want is the hot chicken sandwich from the Skillet Diner. It was wild to watch that. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's, the age now of remember this, remember that. And, you know, I I am of the belief that sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't work. You know, I think of Top Gun Maverick, which came out earlier this mm. year. And that was a movie that, you know, was a, a sequel to a nearly 40-year-old movie. And it still, it actually worked very well on its own. So these things can work. They don't always work. But, uh, you know, that's why I tell people it's always kind of, Good to kind of err on the side of uh, skepticism a little bit with these things, but uh, you know, I'm I'm still curious to see how it turns out. You know what? Because Kurt, I think the last time we talked was in May. It was leading up to the uh, the summer season, kind of the first one where we could be back yeah. in the seats and and that sort of stuff. And there was a lot of talk about Top Gun Maverick, and it's gone on to be when you talk about blockbusters, it turned out to be just that, didn't it? Yeah, it, it turned out to be such a huge success for Paramount Pictures, Tom Cruise, and the rest of the people that worked on that. And I think it probably took them by surprise because I noticed that they were changing the commercials in front of that movie. Uh, it used to be, you know, just regular trailers before it, and then afterwards started to be, look at all these new um, trailers we have for uh, jet plane movies and, top, and Tom Cruise movies and stuff. So they clearly understood they were tapping into a market with that and it started to capitalize on it a bit more. Yeah, you know, I still haven't seen uh, Top Gun Maverick yet. It's on the to-do list because I have. I, I and here's part of my part of my concern with it is that I loved the first film. I loved it 30 years ago, and so I'm afraid of being disappointed. But from what everybody tells me, I won't be disappointed. So I'll get to it. So we know that that one did really well. And you talk about tapping into nostalgia, and sometimes it works really well. Um, yeah, and so we look at Top Gun Maverick. The last time we talked as well was that Jurassic World dominion not doing so well yeah i think that was still a relative disappointment for the studio they were hoping that would be a little bit better for them than it ended up being uh i think there was negative uh, reviews about that film and not only just from critics like myself but also just from the general public and uh i think the one before it uh fallen kingdom also sort of had a bit of a bad buzz about it so i think it was a little bit of a case of diminishing returns i mean it's still jurassic park it still didn't considerably very well compared to other movies but uh, i think in terms of that franchise it was uh, a tad underwhelming uh you know i I don't know what they're going to do with that franchise next but i think they may start hitting the reset button on that one or just maybe just put it out to pasture and let it be some things just have to come to a to a nice uh lovely end kurt um what do do you think as we head into fall here into christmas uh your thoughts on what we're going to continue to see at the box office I think we're getting into the festival season. You've got the Toronto International yeah. Film Festival and the Vancouver International Film Festival coming up. Those are two huge Canadian festivals where they're going to start showing some movies that we're going to be seeing 
uh, more of leading up to the Oscars and everyone kind of starts doing the Oscar watch. You know, what are these festivals showing that we're going to start seeing come award season? It's kind of a bit of a game. A lot of people, including myself, like to play. So, yeah, there's a few movies that are going to start debuting at those. And I think you're going to see the the movie season changes less to become more blockbusters and more it becomes about seeing these movies that, you know, are going to be potential Oscar nominees mm. in the future. Uh, that still leaves this room, though, for plenty of blockbusters. I know there's a new Black Panther movie coming out near the end of this year and other stuff. So, yeah, there's still going to be some fun, entertaining blockbusters to keep us entertained as well. Kurt, great to chat with you again. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, Kurt Schmegel joining me this afternoon. He is a film critic and founder of the Three Angry Nerds podcast. So uh, always appreciate him taking the time. So we were talking, yeah, so... Uh, they're doing a reboot. They're doing a spin-off from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My question to you is, which movie that hasn't had a sequel made would you maybe like to see?